0: Welcome to Effie Bird and Peter Bird at the Movies. This week, mannequins. They're crazy. What are they doing? What are, they, what are we doing with mannequins? Are they coming alive? Yes, they are. Sort of.
1: So, Yeah, sort of, kind of.
0: There's a lot of unexplained things going yeah. on. Yeah, I have a lot to talk about. Before we get into it, I do want to say something. I saw The Flash last week. <laughs> Here's what happened. This is a real story. We went to go see, me and AJ went to go see The Little Mermaid. And I convinced him to go to the Decatur Theater, and we got there, and it was so fucking disgusting in that theater that he made me go to the front and tell them how disgusting it was and get a refund back for our tickets. Then we drove across town to the Parkway Theater and saw The Flash in 3DX or whatever. Damn. Uh, Yeah, they were like, really? I was like, it's fucking disgusting in there. He's not going to sit in this theater for that long. I would have, I'm gross, but I don't, you know, I get it. I had already bought snacks. I don't care. Oh, it's nasty. No, I, I the suffering is real. I just want to say it was the stupidest movie I've ever seen in my whole life. I'm not going to give this a long creeding review. Um, and I feel awful that Ezra Miller has kidnapped people, that they have assaulted people, that they have been on a, a run of fanciful evil. But I do want to say very hot in the movie, all right? And I'm not taking it back. Should you go see it? No. Uh, was it GameCube-level CGI at some points? Yes. Was Nicolas Cage as Superman appearing very interesting? Yes, it was. It was hands down one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen, though. And for those asking about the baby that gets put in the microwave, don't worry. It's near the front of the film. It was uploaded to Twitter. If you want to watch it there, you can. But also, I don't think anybody needs to see it.
1: Now, None of the clips that I've seen made me think that uh, it was the movie for me.
0: It has all the Batmans you're expecting and all the Supermans you're expecting and multiverse, time warp, GameCube, level CGI. It's not worth your dime.
1: I work with a diehard Flash fan whose spirit has slowly been broken over the course of the past several months.
0: The TV show's fun. I've watched the TV show before, but that's a whole different cast. Yeah. And this is... Yeah, I can understand why their spirit is broken.
1: That Flash didn't do any B&Es, did he?
0: Did not do any breaking and entering, and did not kidnap any women. So, sorry to hear about it, but... Yeah, you don't need to see the Flash, but that's not why we're here today. We're here to talk about the 1979 film, The Taurus Trap, which was... Somehow one of the best and worst films I've ever seen, yeah. but I really was invested by the end. And this fella, who is this fella that plays Mr. Swernson? <laughs> yeah. And I imagine he's probably dead at this point. Uh, they, they described it as nail biting. Chuck Connors. Chuck Connors. Hell of a face. A crazy fucking face. What else was he in that I would recognize him from? Soylent Green. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Mr. Slauson. Oh, he was in Old Yeller, too. No. He just has that face, though, that's like very... It's crazy. He has a crazy face, this guy. The premise of this film is obviously five... Uh, I well, it's say- very
1: clear what the premise of <laughs> Yeah. is.
0: five young people are on a trip in two cars and one of the young people disappears and we see how and it's with a whole shebang of weird mannequin creatures that end up killing him and you can tell what some of it is fake and some of it is real but he ends up with a a pipe through his back
1: the real twist reveal at the end is that they actually didn't need to take two separate cars right they They could have all fit
0: in one car and been just fine because not only were all of the people there the first friend they lost was also there they found his body there's so much in this film that is not really explained like yeah how he turns them into mannequins yeah Why he would be working at the wax museum when these mannequins are clearly made out of a polymer or plastic.
1: Also, how's he paying how is he keeping the electricity on? Because it's free admission to the wax museum.
0: I think some of the people are turned into mannequins and some of them their bodies are burned for fuel.
1: Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Because I mean part of the plot is that a new highway came in into town. A new highway came into town,
0: so nobody's taking this way anymore because they want to it's, go faster. And
1: so his reaction is free admission.
0: He's doing anything he can to get people in there. But you got to think he doesn't need them to do admission because if he, if they go to the museum, they're going to become a part of his mannequin army. Mm-hmm. Which the museum portion, we're shown early that they're pretty complex mannequins. They can do gun shooting and little dances. And things, um, the the whole team, they get trapped at Mr. Slauson's museum because their car breaks down mm-hmm. after the other car is broken down and their friend disappears. And Mr. Slauson's creepy, but he's trying to
1: be helpful, right? It, we are introduced to him creeping up on um, some skinny dipping, though.
0: Yes. And he warns the girls, though, the water moccasins could get them. If they stay in there.
1: Which we did get um, uh, Chekhov's water moccasin because we did see one later.
0: I I tried to make this joke to you during the filming, but I was thinking about you're a water moccasin actor and you're going in to read for the role. And you're like, well, what am I going to be playing? And they're like, a water moccasin. And he's like, I did 10 years at the Royal Shakespeare Hall. For you to typecast me as what I am. But, you know, there's not a lot of roles for water moccasins. So the water moccasin took the role.
1: I really hate it, though, when a human being plays a water moccasin. Well, yeah, we you don't... have plenty of water moccasin actors.
0: Right. We need the representation. And I'm glad to see a real water moccasin in the role. But there was only one. There was only one. You know, it does seem the new Wonka film coming out with. Timothy Chalamet. Does that
1: also have water moccasin actors in it?
0: Well, no, but it does. You know, the original Wonka is pointed to as a movie that gave a lot of little people actors roles. You know, you can say, yeah. oh, well, the Oompa Loompa role is kind of, you know, degrading. But truly, there were a lot of different actors that were given that role. They had to learn songs and dance. You can't just roll on a set. But now they have hyperimposed the face of Hugh Grant onto every little person in the new movie. Um, To play the Oompa Loompas. You you just looked at me like you didn't know this was a thing. No. Hugh Grant has his face superimposed on all the little people in the new Wonka movie to play all the Oompa Loompas, is what I've read.
1: I don't have words.
0: You don't need words because they have songs. Oompa Loompa Doompity Doo. 25 years ago, I was caught with a sex worker at night and she was villainized and I was given my career back and now I'm going to take more jobs from little people. For you.
1: Damn. Yeah.
0: Um. Either way, I I don't know how we aren't supposed to be a little bit hesitant of Mr. Slauson's intentions. Although I will say once they get into his museum, there does seem to be... They give us some moments where he seems like maybe he's not the evil guy. Maybe there's another mm-hmm. evil guy. But <laughs> the quickness in which the brother can show up after Mr. Slawson has appeared and gone somewhere or disappeared it does seem a little bit suspect it does we also talked about how queer this film gets and maybe not even on purpose
1: i don't I, yeah i you know you you stand from your own perspective and you see the things that you're seeing but those wigs though
0: The wig changes. There are lots of wig changes. So not only does he create these mannequins, and there's one of his late wife, which they say the skin feels like special rubber. And so you're kind of given the idea of like, maybe this is just his wife. Although I think they kind of push against that later because he's like holding a face towards the end where he's like, this is my wife's
1: face. But the wife is still in the museum. They also added the telekinetic thing, once they started okay, shooting. Okay, yeah,
0: pause on this. They added that once they started shooting. Yeah, you read we, this? Yeah. Yeah, so he's also has telekinetic powers. And Mr. Slauson explains to us though that his brother is the one who created all of these.
1: And then he's just a mechanical whiz and you know is But he went away adept. to the city. Yeah, but did he have a brother? We never saw like the corpse of the mannequin of his brother, so maybe not.
0: Is Davy who lives in the house? Oh, Davy lives in that house. Is this just the concept of the person, so he can separate himself
1: from his crimes? Potentially, but I think he's also because Davy Crockett was one of the. Maybe his brother was the Davy Crockett mannequin. That could be. That could be true we might be writing this better this movie better than it was yeah written. i don't want to
0: overthink it because it is sort of a like it's a thriller film from 1979 cinema was a little different then you know mm-hmm. not everything was uh orson wells um it, you know level cinema and i think it was very effective i do think also this points to when they're talking about young people on a trip like what age do you think these people are supposed to be
1: Probably college.
0: Yeah, because Woody looks pretty young at the well, beginning, because, uh, but Jerry does not look young at all.
1: Jerry is supposed to be a law student.
0: Okay, so he might yeah. be 25. Like, I don't know what
1: to do with cars. I'm a law I'm student. I'm a law student.
0: He looks 38.
1: Yeah. Jerry looks 38. The fashion on him, though. The, oh. The <laughs> cut... Sleeves off of a collared shirt with a vest.
0: Yeah, the collared shirt has cut sleeves, and then the vest also has cut sleeves. But you can see the fray of both sets of cut sleeves and the bell bottoms. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal jeans. Mm -hmm. Um, No offense to these women. Obviously, the virginal woman is the focus, but I just want to say that breast technology for women looking to expand their breasts has gotten a lot better. Because these were quite obviously... Some of the fakest tits I've ever seen. Yeah, And I don't think it was a, I don't think they were trying to be like, see, we're all kind of mannequins with obvious fake parts. But also I was thinking that somewhat throughout the filming.
1: The, yeah. Again, the modern reading of this is so funny. Because we have to be cautious. I don't. Yeah. So the, what we were talking about yesterday was the idea that if you do not allow yourself to actually be yourself, you turn into a corruption of what the self could be.
0: I said it a little weirder than you just, you put it in a very nice way. And what I said was Mr. Slauson needed to be a sub bottom bitch. And since he never was, his anger went out into killing people and turning them into dolls. This house is, so the girls start to get a little homeboy. Jerry goes back down to the car and disappears. Well not- the
1: so it does start with the first friend who uh is walking by himself right. because they didn't have their shit together on the transportation for this vacation and he is just kicking a tire down the road and then I that first death scene I was like, Okay, what are what we, are we getting doing into here? this?" <laughs> also,
0: is- the girl said there was no air in the spare tire. Was, uh, he, there was air, there in, was the air in the spare tire. They could have gotten down the road on yeah. that. Uh but he stops at that gas station, right? And mm-hmm. the whole room there's a hokiness to it that I was like, "Is it all supposed to be hokey? Like am I supposed to believe these dolls are alive?" But then you kind of I kind of think back to like this was just sort of a side attraction that he also had available mm-hmm. just in case that's where people showed up. And I don't know how he was doing telekinesis, though. Was he there? Was Mr. Slauson there somewhere? Big twist. Mr. Slauson is also his own brother who yeah. becomes a doll person. He's the one making everyone a doll.
1: It, the, like the, Lots of cross-dressing. There is an Elvis outfit, an Elvis wig. Um, but for the most part, he looks like... Um, scary Japanese uh, like influenced mannequin face. I don't know any yeah, other like way to... Yeah, like gay kabuki. Gay kabuki. There we go. There's a
0: lot of gay kabuki. There's a lot of bob- Bobcott
1: cuts. <clears throat>
0: um, the scene where he's wearing the particular mask where he thinks he's a little boy. Where yeah. they're like, what mask was he wearing? And the girl describes it and he's like, oh, he, he's trying to be a little boy again. And the brother knows. Uh He didn't look like a little boy. He looked like a woman in a bob dress. Mm -hmm. But he was playing with a lot of the dolls, surrounded by the dolls. I assume that room he was playing in, he had killed his parents and turned them into dolls, too. Because he was talking to the old couple in that one room towards the end.
1: That's true. With the rocking chair and the guy in the
0: recliner. I think he had killed his parents there. And I think he had also killed his brother because he wanted to leave. But it doesn't make sense either because if he was the one making the dolls, why would his brother want to leave to go to the big city it's almost like he's created that myth in his mind of having a brother at all. Yeah. And maybe he has some, not sclerosis, what is it? Schizophrenia. <laughs> They're different things. I'm, I am a lot of words in my life. The, the first girl's death, though, here's what I appreciated. Like, I can fully invest in what's going on. But she takes the ascot off one of the dolls, and you can sort of see the strings tied as it chokes her to death. But she doesn't actually die. He just chokes her for a while. And then the doll man is seen wearing the ascot. Yes. I think the way the face was set up, I expected more of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of killer. But boy, that killer has some lines. Uh, He really is like sort of giving a he's giving a real camp performance to killing these people. Yes. And locks them in the basement. And wants to have a party, he does suffocate that woman in Plaster of Paris with one of the best death
1: scenes. The him describing the process of plaster and how you'll die.
0: And the burning that will yeah. come. Yeah, he like rubs her face with the alcohol and says, Doesn't it feel cool? And then he starts suffocating her in the plaster, to which she tries to let out a yelp and then just collapses and dies mm-hmm. on the table. That poor woman. She did not get to come back. Except for at the end, he dances with her once she becomes a doll. This is true. So there's multiple, I don't know, it's very weird how they came back. The doll to human scenes at the end. Yeah. Kind of very cool. Um, I will say the way the guy was, the way Jerry was tied up to the post in the basement. I said to you during this film, I go, I could hit a super kick from there. I could kick him right under the chin if I wanted to. But he also does the thing where Jerry's tied up and the key gets dropped and you bring the telekinesis part back up. My brother doesn't know about my powers. I why you said this was just added kind of Yeah. Did they just run out of plot points and they were like there needs to be more mysticism to this? I think
1: the having his brother be a mechanical genius that can make all of the mannequins move doesn't help you with stuff like the key. Right. And other things. But
0: so really he's making a move with his mind all the mannequins. I guess. Okay. It makes sense because they're not like plugged up or anything. No. The scenes where the mannequins are opening their mouth, you can tell they dubbed the sound in after cuz it looks like the mannequins are supposed to be screaming, but instead they go ah. <laughs> and it's like someone yeah. in the sound booth didn't understand like then they open their mouths and they go to sing. No, I think they're supposed to be screaming at this girl and scaring her, not hitting harmonic notes. And you just wonder who was in charge there. I and mean, if they just like got through it and they were like, I'm not doing it again. It
1: does have the vibe of, shit, we're out of money. I guess we're going to have to use this tape. Uh,
0: uh,
1: um, the
0: dolls are everywhere, which makes you think people
1: used to come through more. There are lots of scenes of still mannequins falling on people and them being like, <laughs> Oh <laughs> they can't no. do anything about it. Right, they can't do anything about it.
0: Or revealing the partial mannequins in the bed, things like that, where you're like, some of the mannequins look really well done mm-hmm. and then some look like they're like, we need 10 more mannequins. Somebody yeah. help us. Somebody please get some more mannequins in here. How about the scene where they're hiding in the hallway Once it's, once oh, they're God. figuring out what's going on and they're trying not to move?
1: For all his telekinetic powers, he can't tell the difference between... I mean, I guess once you build a house full of mannequins, who's to say what is what?
0: And I guess they're kind of real to him. Like, he's thinking they're his friends in there. But you have to wonder, that highway must have really slowed him down because he had a lot of people that seemingly, once you figure out what's going on, I guess they were victims. And he's just filled this house up with all of these friends and family. You know what I mean? There's... I don't know how I didn't see that Mr. Slauson was going to be his own brother. Like, there's no other person there.
1: This is... This is where none of my... We got complimented last week on our ability to read subtext. I was not able to read anything on this movie other than the weird queer take that probably wasn't actually happening in the movie. They
0: do make it much more obvious once it's kind of revealed that it's him doing this. Yeah. Where the scene specifically where he's like, I'm going to go turn the radio on. He always comes when the radio's on. And then as soon as the radio turns on, he pops up from behind the truck. You're like okay, this dude's just playing little hooligan games and showing up, but she tries to kill him in a proud moment, and what happens? He-
1: Filled the gun with blanks.
0: Blanks, yes. But not all the guns are filled with blanks because that one scene where they're back in the museum where they're shooting at the woman, Mm -hmm. pots are flying off the wall. They're clearly getting shot, Mm -hmm. but not the guns. The guns are not what takes her. It is the perfect throwing of an aimed knife- this is true. Into her but neck.
1: Blanks hurt when you get hit by them.
0: Do they? I'm pretty sure they do. Maybe they do. Maybe maybe it's... I thought it was just a bang noise and nothing comes off of the tip of the bullet. Like it's just a filled shell
1: that gets shot and boomed. Okay, I'm reading here that the if you shoot blanks at a close range, the gas that comes out can still perforate your body like a bullet would.
0: Lemon, I gotta be honest. We don't have the budget on this film to use real blanks, so just make sure they move out of the way when I shoot. Okay. Uh okay, so the gases will perforate. So maybe he's still feeling it when he's getting hit with them.
1: Wait, was that a 30 rock Alec Baldwin shooting joke? Yes. <laughs> Holy shit.
0: Off the dome, baby.
1: Incredible. Incredible.
0: <laughs> I feel bad a little bit for the family of the woman, but I've gotta we've gotta make light of everything. Nothing's off limits these days. No. Um They end up back in the watering hole, though. And I don't know how he got underwater without her noticing, but he kidnaps her again. And this, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but, like, the finale scene in the attic is one of the craziest movie scenes. Yeah, Because they're flipping back and forth. Like, he clearly has the power to make these mannequins animate to the point where they seem like real people again. When he clips the guy's arm and head off, there's some real movie magic going Mm -hmm. on here that's, Budgetarily, mm-hmm. whoever had to edit this film before computers was really getting down to the scene and yeah. frame to make this work. Yeah.
1: Um, no, I kept thinking about how you could you could update this movie and just make a few different choices, and it would be terrifying.
0: Yeah, I think maybe we buy the rights to it. Okay, it can't be more than a hundred dollars, no. right? Who owns the rights to *Tourist Trap*? Somebody's got to let us know. I thought the set pieces were great, though, between the house and the pit and everything. Like, it's mm-hmm. very, there's a cornballness to movies from the 70s as it stands, but there is something like kind of exciting. The fact that you keep getting these continual scenes of walking between the museum and the house down this weird path, like, there's something very geometric and cute to that look that you keep getting. You get slossing, you get all the people, you get everybody kind of wandering that downward, slanted, weird, peer type thing into the house that's very cool
1: okay there's he so one of the things we were talking about is how he always he's like oh you're such a pretty girl such a pretty girl and then when he's talking about his brother he's like i'm prettier than him he
0: always wanted to be as pretty as me he always wanted my face yeah and this guy has like the a very weird it's not a not pretty face but it's like a very strange face and that's why i'm really the brother thing is still what's confusing me the most because he says his his brother was jealous of how hot his wife was and wanted to fuck her mm-hmm. and that's why he had to kill her or kill him but then he also is talking about his wife had cancer is the reason given that she died but he also says he had to kill her and he didn't have to kill her that was a moment of like he has a real reflective emotional moment there when he talks about how he didn't have to kill his wife. Do you remember this? It's almost a distraction point. Uh, it's before the girl dies from the knife to the back of the head. Okay. And they're in the museum again. Yeah. And she's like, What is that that's really your wife there? And why did she have to die? Was it even cancer or something? And he like has a reflective moment. But then the next scene, he turns on all the mannequins to kill her and like kinda wakes up and laughs about it. And that's why it's like very non direct about Exactly what was going on here. I have questions. Yeah. And we're probably reading into it too much. Yeah. And that's fair. But... The ending was wonderful. Okay, here's my question. The ending... The girl who survives, the virgin who survives, which you predicted well, drives away with all four of her friends in their mannequin form in the same Jeep again. But in the scene before where she puts an axe in the neck of Mr. Slauson... That one doll crumbles completely. So do the dolls have the power to just be put back together? When he rips the arm off and the head off and then the doll falls forward, it crashes completely on the floor and breaks completely apart. But when we see them back in the car, all the dolls are fully back together.
1: Maybe maybe what they're insinuating is that she has lost it like he has and is now forced to recreate her friend group with the mannequins of her friends. That's what I
0: was wondering if like the curse yeah. that he was dealing with that made him do all this has been passed on to her and if she's going to pretend like they're all just still on a trip together.
1: I don't think there was a sequel to this. Let's there might see. have been. Free admission. Because the director is known for making a gazillion, he's the guy that did Puppet Master, and he is just making an, an infinite number of Puppet Master movies.
0: Yeah, and when you when you told me that, it made sense to me. But what year was the original Puppet
1: Master? Can I look?
0: Can I look that yeah, up? Yeah,
1: there is a tourist trap too. Whoa, not same director. This one was made in 1986. Three members of an international students for peace. Three three female members of international students for peace are being held captive in a Central American country I don't think this he
0: is... didn't make puppet master for 10 years later. 10 years later is when puppet master came out so this is like an early an early run for them but the directors listed there's a lot of directors listed for puppet master which seems like it went through some changes let's see here.
1: Yeah, I don't think Tourist Trap 2 is connected. Because this sounds like an actual drama.
0: All right, let's I'm pulling up. He's still alive today, David Schmoller. Mm-hmm.
1: Um Is this his whole thing seems to be like toys and puppets and mannequins anyway.
0: This was the second film he did, but it's the first film with a Wikipedia entry. And then he made the Seduction Crossface Catacombs, and then Puppet Master, he was co-director on with David Cocteau, who is actually gay. I was wondering. Maybe they had a feeling about it. But there is some like there is some gay subtext here. Like we said, there's so many. Costume changes and even the ascot that chokes the girl when he's wearing it the next scene and he's got that like black wig and the
1: yeah. pants suit on. Yeah.
0: Everything just feels a little like we're really looking at these southern people who need to express themselves and instead they're gonna turn you into mannequin figurine dolls and be porcelain and perfect forever. It's
1: hot. Uh so his wife, the director's wife, was originally in the movie and he cut all of her scenes, and apparently she was very unhappy about this. So,
0: Well, maybe she should have been a better actress. Okay. I see how you could have another person here and not really... I wonder what that looks like. Is there a director's cut? Is there a tourist trap director's cut? I'm looking it up now. I'm fascinated. Tourist trap uncut.
1: I'm scared of what that could potentially be.
0: I'm going to look up this Blu-ray review and we're going to get some more info. Um
1: the I did like the uh Pepsi machine that only has beer in it. This was rated PG. It was before um PG-13.
0: Ah, there was a Dr. Pepper board on the wall that was pretty cute too. Okay, let's. The Rifleman. He was on The Rifleman for seven, five years. Damn, uh, Chuck Connors. He liked the role. He wanted to be. He wanted to be the new Vincent Price, is what he said. What? And he wanted to get more horror rooms from this. Fifty thousand of the eight hundred thousand dollar budget went to Clark Connors. Chuck Connors. Clark Connors is a wrestler. <laughs> I'm trying to see the difference in these. I Okay, Pino Donaggio did the score. The score was great. Yeah. And very creepy and yeah. added a lot of element to it. I think if it had a hokey score, it would have worked not as well.
1: I'm just trying to see the differences here with the... Okay. They wanted to get John Carpenter for this one. Okay. Um, Chuck Connors was the third choice. Uh, as far as actor goes and Jack Palance was the first person they were considering. And apparently, um, uh, the director was heavily inspired by the films of Alejandro Jodowarski and the mannequins and the JCPenney, uh, superstore.
0: Wow. Wow, good for
1: JCPenney. Paid for my childhood. Uh, this is true, <laughs> truly. Um, and so they credited, they're you know doing little kayfabe here, and they credited Mr. Slazen's brother as a unidentified unidentified actor known as Shalar Kobe, who is just a combination of Schmaller's sons Shalar and Kobe, which is. Hell of two different names, yeah. two different vibes for two of your okay, sons. Okay, okay. Uh, but he never appears. He's not he a real appeared, person. No, no, no. He plays both roles, but they were, you know. They wanted to, to throw you off with exactly. the opening credits. I did yeah. say
0: that opening credits don't happen a lot anymore. What I love it? the advertisement here. Hold up. that just There's just a McDonald's advertisement know, on the Roku screen. My goodness. Uh, Grimace, he's down there. Holy shit.
1: Oh, my God. He's Holy everywhere. shit. <laughs> Um, wasn't maybe at movie, John, you would actually know this better than I would. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there a thing where if you didn't put credits, the beginning of a movie, like the union would fine you or something. Uh, That sounds like it could be likely requirement for having credits up front. And then that stopped being a thing.
0: Well, they convinced everybody to stay for the credits now because Nick Fury shows up and invites you to the Avengers after every film. Uh, if there was a post credits flash scene, AJ did not want to stay to see it. So, I guess it's smart to put your credits up front. Uh, another movie did that recently, really well, and it might have been Pearl that did credits up front, but I could be incorrect. And it's always nice to have credits up front because you get the uh, the intro score, the sort of synopsis music, and Dono Panaggio really brought some weird weird songs to that. I love it.
1: I love the um, opening credits for Knock at the Cabin. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah.
0: Very good. Yeah. I'm glad you saw Knock at the Cabin finally. Loved it.
1: Are we done with... Uh... I
0: think we're done with the tourist show. Yeah. Cra- I think it's worth watching. I think it's silly. But I think it's a really fun, like, just
1: grindhousey, pulpy afternoon film. It's really fun to remember how they used to make movies.
0: Yeah. There's some tricks. There's some movie tricks in there mm-hmm. that you don't have the CGI for. You don't have that magic for. I think it's really awesome. I enjoyed it very much. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it from the first moments where I was
1: like, is this going to be hokey? Yeah.
0: And then I enjoyed how hokey and yeah. weird and there's yeah. a lot of suspension of disbelief, which I'm a fan of.
1: Um, yeah. Knock at the cabin. Awesome. Loved it. 10 out of 10.
0: Uh, talking about the, just some of the dialogue. It was getting a little flack up front, and then both Batista and Shyamalan came out, and they were like, that's how it's written in the book, and it specifically needs to be written like that once you understand what's going on, where these people are sort of having to read from a script of letting these people know you're going to cause the apocalypse.
1: I. It's also like, come on, it's a fucking movie. You care about how hokey the dialogue is? Like, the, the, Every movie is hokey with it. No one talks like how but they are the But I think there's the specific movies.
0: reasoning for it to be that hokey. Yeah. Uh, Batista has been just killing it for me yes. on all levels. Guardians Three, I don't know if you saw that. I haven't yet. He is—he's the standout star for me in that film. Uh, we talked about Glass Onion. He kills it in Glass mm. Onion. And I listened to Edward Norton. Uh, is that—is it Edward Norton who's the
1: the main the main, the main guy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He was just talking about his experience on set with Batista and Janelle Monae, and talking about how they're just like. They didn't start in acting, but they're meant to be actors. And I think that's fucking awesome. I don't know. He's really like, if he's the first wrestler, I'm going to like see him in a movie and go, I got to go see that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's very, there's a self awareness to Dave Batista in his roles that makes him an even better actor. Like he knows you're looking at Dave Batista yeah. and you
1: have expectation. Yeah. He, uh, um, there's an interview where he was talking about how you went to M night and he was like, Hey, I can totally slim down for this. Just let me know what you want me to do. And he was like, no, I want you to get as big as you can get. It's awesome. And he's gigantic. It's I mean, and then like he combined that with the glasses and the fact that he's a school teacher and, and the little like, the
0: little folded. Yeah. Dad Batista is really having a moment mm-hmm. and I love it. Um, we had that conversation about someone who didn't like the film as much. And then they, we figured out kind of for LGBTQ people, this, this (laughs) movie is everything. (laughs) Dave Bautista has been such a like supporter of LGBTQ rights because his mom is a lesbian. And I think that's so sick. Oh, that rule that he's just like, he'll roast people if they try to come for him and he'll be like, don't you ever fuck with my mom.
1: He did, if you are a We Rate Dogs fan, they've been doing little video series lately where they hang out with celebrities and their dogs, and Batista has a bunch of pit bulls. Yes. And it's really sweet.
0: And he's a lot like a pit bull where you're like, oh, aren't they dangerous? And you're like, no, they're big sweethearts who yeah. want to sit in your lap and be your little mothers. Yes. 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 my little...
1: I had to give my pity
0: a kiss. You got to give your pity a kiss. She's such a sweet girl.
1: Now she's all sorts of things too, which makes it fun. The pit is the sweet part. The Dalmatian is the diva. There's some boxer
0: in there too, isn't there? I think with those leg jumps.
1: Bless you. We need to get you a DNA test, Lucifer.
0: When she does those silly leg jumps, it's like, I go. There's got to be some boxer in there.
1: She does her little her little tiptoe dance.
0: Yes, yes, but it's fun. I'll be like, it's time to go or whatever. She does a tiptoe dance, but then she's immediately ready to like sit and have her vest put on. Mm-hmm. But she's gotta like show you how excited she is. I love that for her. Um, knock at the cabin. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that movie. I'm glad I took the risk. And it's like, I don't realize how big of a Shyamalan fan I am.
1: I'm so on board for I'm going to mortgage my house every movie Shyamalan. You know, he self finances these things. It's now.
0: because he was tired of having other people having to explain himself to other people mm-hmm. to make his films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a big conversation about signs this weekend, which is still one of my top Shyamalan's yeah. about how there's no aliens in it at all. It has nothing to do with aliens is presented as an alien movie, but this is about a pastor losing faith and then being confronted with demons coming into his life. And there's holy water everywhere that ends up being the, the, Factor that can defeat them, but at no point are they actually aliens in my mind, or I think in Shyamalan's mind.
1: He, the, if you look at his history, like he, um, his family, I believe, um, Hindu, mm-hmm. and they basically made a big compromise and sent him to a Catholic school because it was the, it was the most affordable private school that they were able to handle, basically. Right um and that's what his entire first movie is about i heard it's not very good but it does inform who is making these movies because a lot of his movies are about faith
0: yeah yeah they're demons bro they're fucking demons i love signs i'll watch signs anytime also joaquin phoenix again joaquin's the main actor and everyone else is trying their best yeah swing away kid uh
1: I cannot wait for his Paul Thomas Anderson 1930s gay couple movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm ready for gay couple I, Joaquin. It's going to
1: be really interesting because he's the only one announced. It'll be interesting to see who the other...
0: Carson Kressley. I don't know. <laughs> um, also, his portrayal of Napoleon coming out going to be great. Joker 2, Jokerina. I'm on a staircase. Watch as I walk down. Joker has made me
1: bad. I had to mute the disbussing film because it looks so much like discussing film. And they tweeted yesterday that Todd Phillips renamed the movie to Joker Hardly Knower. What? And I believed it. It's not true. Okay. Okay. It's not true. It's
0: not true. It's It's Joker 2, Jokerina. No, it's Joker Foliadue, which is a Fall Out Boy album. It's the last good Fall Out Boy album, I'll say it out loud, uh, before they sold their soul to the Devil, which I'm proud of them for making their money. Look, the Devil bought them
1: flamethrowers attached to a bass. That's true. So I think...
0: I don't blame them. It was was the send-off album for them, I feel like. It's the fourth. It's good. And then everything after that has been, how much can we, how much money can we make being in an NFL commercial? Here's the new song.
1: Yeah. And g- you know what? Goodness gracious, go for Look, it, kids. They did a 100 Gex remix, which is all I really care about. Whoa, is that real? Yeah, that's all very right. real.
0: I've been on my 100 Gex shit on the
1: road recently. Uh, the f- they did a remix of the first album, and it's totally worth Whoa! Time, all know? right, let's fucking yeah. go. I'm into that. Can we there's, talk about... There's a Charlie XCX... Uh, remix as well
0: does she have her license because every song charlie xcx makes is about driving some kind of car mm-hmm. including the new barbie soundtrack very excited for this obviously i trust greta gerwig
1: damn you hamish for tweeting what if it sucks i know just putting it out there new anxiety i wasn't prepared for it
0: won't suck just get in there it's greta gerwig and noah bombach making this film together it's going to be great, okay? Did
1: you see the thing where the CEO of Mattel had to, was basically oh, like, yeah. this scene is off-brand, and he showed up wait. on set, and they performed it for him, and he was just like... Okay, I get it now. I get it. I understand what you're doing here. That or they just drugged him, hopefully. I hope so. Whatever, man, the CEO of Mattel. What if we get a Barbie documentary that's like a true crime documentary, and they all go to prison?
0: I mean, they're definitely getting arrested in this film. We've seen the mugshots. So I don't know. It could get weird. I don't think it's a PG film. I don't think it's for taking the kids to. I think we're relying on a nostalgia audience, which I think is fine. Uh, The likelihood that it is a basic-ass clean film, Mm -hmm. I think is very low. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be messy and wild Mm -hmm. and weird and strange. Um, I'm very excited. Can we talk about The Endless for a second? Yeah. I didn't know you had seen this movie. I just picked it on a random fluke
1: i saw it popped up on amazon last night when i was watching gemstones
0: yeah because i was watching it um what the fuck
1: yeah it's awesome
0: and i just have to point out the guys that made this film they did this something that feels really large and really obviously they quote lovecraft in the first opening um it feels so much bigger and universal while also being a very small small film and they do a really great job of making you feel crazy i don't want to spoil it for anyone but if you haven't seen it it is on amazon prime the endless but these two guys that go back to check out a ufo cult that saved them after their mom died and that they escaped from that they thought everyone died and then they go back to find out that's not the case at all
1: uh they did you see archive 81 no you keep Netflix? asking me to and i gotta i don't no if you need to. See,
0: this is why I never pulled it open cuz you're like, "Uh, yeah,
1: maybe don't." Can I ruin it for you? Yeah, please, ruin okay, everything. Okay, okay. So, go put this if you're going to watch archive 81, fast forward a minute. Yeah. Um, so they do it, the, the whole premise of the thing is a guy uh, works for like a film restoration, like archive library thing. Really, really rich guy gets him to start looking through these tapes. And then it gets – it. basically, it just jumps the shark at that point, and it's kind of terrible. Okay. Um, but they do a time jump at the end that's like the big cliffhanger or whatever where they basically take the main character and place him in a different time than present day. So he time travels at the end. And the way that they show that he time travels – is a reflection of the twin towers, and that's how it ends.
0: My goodness. Yeah. Okay. So can he go back and stop it,
1: or is this? It's. I don't. It was just like, wait, wh- that was huh? the decision that y'all made. Holy shit! What? That is a choice. It was a choice. It was a choice. I would not recommend it.
0: Or the Robert Pattinson film, Remember Me. What did that? Oh, you never saw that one? It's this whole dramatic film, and then the last scene is him looking out of the Twin Towers as the plane is coming. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Speaking of movies that lead to a giant joke. Yeah, the last scene is he goes up to work at the Twin Towers, and then he looks out and he sees the plane coming. Yeah, Good for you, Robert Pattinson. Woof. Fucking weirdo. Jesus, love you, kid. That's great.
1: Um, new Evil Dead. You watched it as well. Loved it. Yes. Brutal. Yes.
0: Holy shit. Yes. 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 And I, I hope they're gonna keep making I, along like, this line.
1: Just remake Evil Dead. Set it somewhere else.
0: It was gritty. It wasn't. There's a campness to Evil Dead. Obviously. Did I ever tell you we went to see Evil Dead the musical? No. Oh, we went to see Evil Dead the musical. It ruled. But there's, like, it leans in even more to the campiness of it. This one was just, like, disgusting. Yeah. Uh, everything was shown fully. It was the most gory version of it. From the very beginning of that film, it's just, like, fucked. Um, I loved it. I loved that it felt like we kept swapping main characters until we figured it out. Yeah. and. Yeah. I love that the one character who opens the book to begin with being the most concerned about everything. And you're like, you fucking caused this, you idiot. It's a little refreshing
1: that um, the record that plays. Yeah. uh, The person that's the voice on the record that starts telling them to not do the ritual. Bruce Campbell. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. We're bringing everything full circle in there. Yeah, I was wondering where if we were going to get a little taste of Bruise in there, but he's, it's, like you said, the plotting is. You can look at similar plot points of other Evil Dead films, same way of like Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two. Like they did the tree, yeah,
1: with the elevator, yeah. And thank you for removing the rape element from Evil Dead because that's always like they removed some
0: elements, but it was also there were so many good little pointers to it, and it was just frightening. And intense and evil as fuck. Yeah. The nail gun scene really fucked with me. Yeah. Even the machete through the wall stuff, like cutting into her arms and shit. I loved it. I thought it was nuts. I know this is a brief review, but like go watch it yourself. It's go, on HBO it Max so now. so
1: good. It's so good.
0: We love frightening films. We are excited. We're probably going to go see Infinity Pool again too. It's playing back at the plaza. I never forgave Ali Cash for that one. She was like, That movie sucked. I was like, You don't understand film, you dummy. Big idiot.
1: Hope she gets out of Canada though. I do need the five second longer cut. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Do you know of- what the extra five seconds no. is? Uh Alexander Sar- spoilers for Infinity Pool. Yeah. Alexander's SARS Guards caught coming. Oh. They hired the best ratings lawyer, and yeah. they're like, You cut that five seconds of his dick. We'll be okay. We'll be okay.
0: Uh, We got to see his dick or a prosthetic, but I think it was his dick in Big Little Lies, too, with Nicole Kidman. Have you watched Big Little Lies? No. Great show. You should watch Big Little Lies. Okay. Shailene Woodley, Nicole Kidman, uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Somebody else is in there, too. Okay. And Scargard is in there, and it's- Of course. It's very good. Of course.
1: And it's very- It's intense. We're going to start Atlanta next month. All right,
0: I'll do it. We started uh, I'm a Virgo, two episodes, and that has been yeah, delightful. And yes. I sent you the tweet last night. Apparently, Elijah Wood is also in it. It's only seven oh, episodes. Shit. Did you see that? He does one no. scene in there, and Boots Riley was like, he fucking killed the scene.
1: I love I love these random, like uh, Rory Culkin in the Space Cuck, Black Mirror. Yes. Oh, yeah, as the uh, cult
0: boy who comes mm-hmm. in. New Black Mirror was great. I thought it was less corny than some of the other
1: black mirrors i don't quite know see i feel the last episode was a worse version of knock at the cabin
0: i loved it i thought it was i thought it was playful and camp while also bringing up some like racial tensions and like
1: yeah that's true i thought it was fun yeah
0: and uh i don't know watch it yourself
1: enjoy it yourself see what you think the second one was hurt a little bit
0: oh yeah that was tough and also the paparazzi one
1: there's some rough scenes in that one but what a cool twist at the end yeah yeah that's another if you if you love that actor they are in every single season of atlanta which one uh the paparazzi
0: Oh, oh! The main,
1: the main girl in that. Yeah. One. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's, I guess I need to get on. She's this. Uh, Donald Glover's love interest. Okay. Well, i fine. We'll do it. We'll watch Atlanta, Peter. Lakeith, Lakeith is in every episode. I love Lakeith Stanfield. Alexander Sarsgaard makes an appearance. What? This season. Come on. I won't come on. Eileen,
0: put it on, Eileen. <laughs> come on, Eileen. All right, thank you for supporting the Patreon. Tell somebody about it. Tell your friends to listen oh, to the podcast. Uh,
1: last thing about uh, the guy who played the vest cutoff. Yeah. Um, John Van Ness. Not John, Not Jonathan
0: Van Ness. John, John Van, Van Ness? Van Is there a
1: Ness. relation? What if it's his dad?
0: That would be so crazy. I'd like to know. See, it's just bringing up Jonathan Van Ness. It's
1: really funny that the first thing that comes up... I mean, yes, American hairstylist, but there are other reasons that we know this human being.
0: Yeah, we only know him (laughs) from styling the hair. He aged pretty well,
1: I'll say this.
0: And went to Christian theological school.
1: Holy shit. His partner's name is Mark Peacock? Holy shit. Way to luck out on names.
0: Jonathan Lyle Van Ness. Let's see this.
1: His middle name's Lyle? What's your middle name? Taylor. Oh, that's right. William Taylor Gibson. That's right. Of course. That's right. That's right.
0: Looks like uh, JVN's Pops is a duck hunter. Okay. Oh, no. This is, hold on. That was his dad's dad. I don't know. We'll see. We don't know. We can't put it together. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. We've had a good time today. Yes, I'm going indeed. to see The Cure tonight on a random. I found out my friend Bradley was coming into town. He's, I was like, what are you doing Wednesday? And he was like, I'm going to see The Cure. I looked it up. Tickets are $30. So I picked up a ticket in the high section. He said, where are you sitting? We compared tickets. I'm three seats away from him. How does that work out? Randomly grabbed a cheap resale ticket three seats away from my friend in an arena. That's crazy. So weird. So weird. Maybe it's because we both got cheap seats, but there were a lot of cheap seats available and not just in well, that that's section.
1: That's the whole thing is they fought Ticketmaster and got not only people's refunds for the tickets for this tour, yeah. but also got all the tickets lowered.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm very excited to they go. They
1: literally had to send an email and they were like... uh this is all the cure's fault. Here's your money back. Like
0: they, the cure told us we had to do this kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's the snootiest email from a corporation where it's like, this is all due. Uh, I can't think of his. And I Robert, just want to say this
0: because who's the cure guy, Robert Smith.
1: Okay. Yeah. They said they literally in the email says this is all due to Robert yeah. What? God, my brain is dead. Robert Smith. It's a very generic Jesus name.
0: Christ. It's okay. But I just want to say, I even had someone recently say, do you like the Smiths or do you like The Cure better? And I just want to say this. There's no fucking comparison. No. Fuck Morrissey. Yeah. What a piece of shit. Yeah. What an absolute scumbag asshole who never shows up. The Cure is playing two full encores tonight that are eight songs each after a 16-song set list. I know because I looked it up. I don't care. I like knowing this shit. Fuck off, Morrissey, forever. Go play Caesar's Palace, you scumbag dick. You're a loser. I hope I hope you're the wrong kind of vegan and you have uh, bone structure issues and you collapse again, you piece of shit. Fuck you, Morrissey. The cure forever. The Smiths fucking suck.